When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I just looked up, I noticed something. Can you read what it says on my hat? No, not even close. Mm-hmm. Good. Glad to hear it. Because then I won't tell you what it says. Because yeah. I won this hat. It makes me look like a big shot, but I won it actually in a golf tournament many years ago. So I'm I'm not with that company, and I don't. I'm not that it's a bad company, but I just looked up and I went, "Oh, maybe I should wear a different hat." It's fine. Yeah. All right then. No, on <clears throat> camera it just looks like a gray hat. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Glad to hear it. No question about it. So, Andy, what's the latest with you? Not a whole lot. Just uh, same deal. Yeah. Getting ready for our new fireplace. I am so, I, I love this, and I suppose, it, you know, I take joy in it, but when uh, when we look at each other on our cell phones, you know, the Gandhi's at his house, we're at our house, we say hello and all the rest of it. For some reason, the last few times, Ethan looks at Catherine and goes, uh, and just walks huh. away. <clears throat> and then I'll hop on and he'll go, he'll start laughing. Yep, he, starts laughing. he just starts laughing, mm-hmm. right? Little kids and why they pick it because believe me, I'll have a turn where he just goes to me and he'll laugh at everything Catherine says, mm-hmm. and that's just how it's going to work. But that's a, one of the joys of having that, you know, the the photo op or the video operation, you know, or option. I mean, uh, going on phones. That's that is a huge part of. That's a wonderful thing, isn't it? That you can actually look at someone when you're talking to them. I I remember they used to, they had that in a movie many many years ago, that there was a desktop and you would. Your phone was it had a video screen yep. on it. And I'm like, well, we've been watching Home Improvement. That was the mid to late oh. '90s, and in yep. one of the later seasons, uh, one of them has a video phone. It's like this brand new technology and uh, super expensive and super cool. The screen is probably about the size of a postage postage stamp, <laughs> and it's got like <laughs> yeah, there you maybe go. 256 color screen. Uh, you couldn't tell anything that's going on, but. It's been a dream of people for a very long time. Yeah, no question. No doubt about it. All right, I'm going to go with this story because I've looked at the headline. This is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen about Christmas. Well done. You ready? Uh-huh. Netflix viewers have found themselves disgusted after tuning in to watch a new Christmas movie on the platform on Netflix, only to be presented with an unnecessary depiction of incest. You guys know about that? Well, somebody, well, you guys posted it. Which Christmas movie would this be? It'd be called Family Switch. Uh, 
Who posted this? You guys need one of you posted. Yeah, I was saying I didn't post this. Oh, <laughs> oh! I assumed it was one of you, but it was AJ. You think, huh? Family yeah, members switch bodies Kevin. during a rare planetary alignment. So it sounds like uh, Freaky Friday. Yeah, but why is there incest in it? Uh, I'm guessing it involves the switching of bodies somehow. Although, I mean, I guess. Hmm. Do they, does one of them switch into a stranger? I, I can't know, really think go, of family. a way that switching bodies with your own family would lead to that sort of thing. Family Switch, starring Jennifer Garner, Ed Helms, Emma Myers, and Brady Noon, tells the tale of a family who inadvertently switched bodies after a peculiar encounter at a planetarium. Daughter Cece switches with her mom, Jess, while son Wyatt switches places with his dad, Bill. Oh. And so, as can be expected in any body swap comedy, oh. chaos ensues. Okay, so the son so, is in the dad's body. Yeah. He, yeah. And so it's, if you skip down a little ways, it's it's not as uh, incestuous. I mean, it's still bad, but it's not like as graphic Salacious. as you would yeah, anticipate. Well, it's like because if the sister is in the mom's body and the brother is in the dad's body... Then, if they were to kiss, that would be the brother kissing the sister. Technically, yes, which I think is, is the idea. Yeah, and which is what unfolded. Yeah. Essentially, there's a scene where they're like, "Oh, it's the twelve days of Christmas, Mom, Dad. You have to kiss twelve times." And then they're like, "I think they're on to us." And so then they smooch, and it's technically a brother kissing the sister. That is not incest. No, it's also that is your sister. I don't know. It's not really a Christmas movie. It takes place during Christmas, but Christmas doesn't really have. Anything oh, to okay. do with it, it seems. But that's what they're calling incest? That's not even close to incest. Well, I guess it depends on how uh, involved the kiss is. It's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, some viewers have found the movie amusing and enjoyable. Others couldn't help but feel utterly horrified by the direction of the story during a particular interaction between Cece and Wyatt when they are their parents in their parents' bodies. In the scene, Cece, while appearing as her mother, Jess is joined uh, by a group of women at her house, one of which shares that she's been told that couples need a minimum of 12 kisses a day just to sustain a relationship. Mm. Now, I wouldn't know, but Kat, your mom and I kiss every day, but I don't think it's 12 12 times. seems like a lot. You don't keep a tally? No, I, no. there's one! <laughs> Put her on the old mm-hmm. blackboard. Yeah, I don't know, but that's not incest. You know, it might feel make you feel a little uncomfortable or whatever, but Kissing your people, I've kissed my sisters before. I mean, yeah. not 12 times, but. And the whole point is, it's something they don't want to do. It's like one of those predicaments. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, oh, right. no, we're going to get caught. Like, we have to, whatever. Like, it's not, it's just not that deep. So basically, they just put that in there to get draw people to the story because yeah. they drew me in with it. It almost sounds God like is... it might be an ad. It really does sound like, you know, Andy, you might be right. This might be an ad for the movie. It's like, oh, yeah. people are all watching this movie because of this crazy Ooh. scene you got to see. Yeah, you're right. I, you know what? Now that you say that, I bet you that's exactly why that appears there because they were, oh, look at our kooky right. movie with incest in it. And and to show, you know, the number of viewers that are horrified by this, this article has four comments. Exactly. Also... <laughs> The original Back to the Future was like the original, yep. the worst incense. I mean, that was that yeah. Was, he like felt up he his had mother. To make out with his mom, and she tried what? to like go a little in the far back of that the was Delor- way the worse. Yeah, yeah, because uh, he goes back in time to when his parents were teenagers, mm-hmm. but and so he meets a girl 
He doesn't oh, know okay. it's his mom. And so forth. Well, he doesn't know it's his mom. Right. Our, yeah. our well, Star he, Wars. Yeah, I was going to say Star Wars did it before that. They Luke did? and Leia. Yeah. yeah Luke and Leia are like, brother and sister. They had kissed, and then they find out they're brother and sister. And then oh, Leia so that says, wasn't incestuous, though, because they didn't know they were brother and sister. Right. But I mean, huh. and then Leia says, somehow I've always known. That's yeah. a direct quote. So. You're my brother? Maybe she did know, which makes Leia look a lot worse in. Uh, in curious. retrospect, <laughs> how many what Star Wars are there now? Like? How many what? How many Star Wars are there now? Movies, there are nine. Like main, nine? if we're talking about like extra, you know, like side movies and stuff, there's got to be thirteen maybe now. Jeez, and then there's really? there's video games, there's TV series, there's books. Yeah, there's enough because Star saw- Wars that if you wanted to. You can do nothing but consume Star Wars for the next 20 years, probably. Because I saw the original Star Wars, and then I saw something about Jedi or something. Mm-hmm. Yes. Was that the name of one of them? Jedi yeah. is, in fact, a Star Wars thing. And then there's a one where it's like the Attack of the Clones. I think that's one, too. Attack right? of the Clones was the um, animated one, the 3D one, I think. Oh, okay. I think. I, I never watched any of the... TV shows or anything. I've not seen one minute of Star Wars. Oh, Attack of the Clones is the second. I'm thinking of Clone Wars. Clone Wars is what I'm thinking of. Attack of the Clones is the second movie. So, yeah. Of the reboots. Of the, yeah, prequel. Yep. Second prequel film. And then there's something about an emperor or something. Is one of the emperor... Emperor Palpatine. He's like the main big guy. The Emperor Strikes Back is the movie. Empire Strikes Back. No, you're thinking of Emperor's New Groove. Yes. Yep, which is also great. No touchy. All right, you guys brought this up earlier, so I got to finally read this story. Nearly half of all young adults in the U.S., ages 18 to 29, live with their parents. That's crazy. 18 to 29. I mean, 18 to 29, half of people 18 to 29 are then. 18 to 24. So, I mean, that makes sense, right? Still living with your parents after college? I mean, during college or even before 18. What percentage of 18-year-olds don't live with their parents? It's got to be like 10. It's probably not very high. That's true. Nearly half of all young adults 18 to 29 live with their parents, and this living arrangement is uh, boosting the profits of luxury goods companies, according to Morgan Stanley. The number of people moving back in with at least one parent spiked in 2020 at the height of the COVID-19 pandemic to 49.5%, according to census data. It's since edged down to 48% last year, but the rate is expected by the bank to remain there for 2020, even as people return to a hybrid work setup. When young adults free up their budgets from daily necessities, they have more income that they can spend on discretionary items like travel, entertainment, and luxury goods. We think the structural change in demographics might have been overlooked, Morgan Stanley's Edouard Aubin uh, and a team of analysts wrote in a note on December 9th. One of the key demographic trends in the United States and broader Western market has been the rising number of young adults living with their parents. But that, didn't that happen during the World Wars II, World War I, World War II, Vietnam, that a lot of oh, young I'm people sure. did live with their parents? Yeah. I wonder if there's like I a think... like rate of living with parents by year kind of thing. What stood out to me in what you read, Tom, was that the business for luxury goods goes up because people, rather than paying rent, right. are buying it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Maybe if you like re like if you adjust your priorities and maybe don't buy that Gucci purse and find it a place where you don't have to mm-hmm. live with your parents. Yeah, 
Well, there is a lot of that, though. Yeah. Like, I got to ask Brittany this one. Because hmm. you and I, I think, talked about this before, but I'm not sure. There was a woman at dinner over the weekend, and um, she was at a different table. Mm -hmm. So we were in a restaurant. She was at a different table, but she, she was showing off her new purse. And she had to let everybody know that her new purse cost $15,000. That's just gross. Or a purse. Spending that yeah. much on a purse is just gross behavior. And I, you hear famous people that have a ton of money, and they'll go, <laughs> people that buy the luxury stuff, they're like, it's such a scam. Like, they're like, yeah, I 100%. don't. Like, rich people that are, like, really, really wealthy, they're like, I don't buy that stuff. That's, no, they get it for free. Right. It's like they the company gives it to them because they get more business having a celebrity carry it around mm -hmm. than they would yeah. lose giving these things away. So it's like, I give you my $5,000 purse, but I get so much publicity because all the paparazzi are taking pictures going, oh, look who's got the new Louis Vuitton purse. Right. Well, it you think about sense. that. If they hired him to do a commercial, it probably cost him a couple hundred thousand dollars. Exactly. So yeah. just give him a purse. Free advertising. Yeah. What is the big brand again, Brittany? There's a, it starts with a B. Uh, Balenciaga. What Balenciaga. Yeah. Hermes is the, the the probably the most expensive purse. Mm -hmm. Hermes is Hermes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like yes. Hermes has um um the oh my god I can't remember the name but it's a very basic looking purse but you can't buy it so I, if I just let's say I was just you gave me six million dollars right now and I want to buy a $5,000 purse from Hermes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can't go buy it. I have to like go to the store and like first buy like a scarf or some mugs, whatever they have available. And then you have to kind of keep going and create a relationship with the salesperson to eventually they'll offer you up. They say, Hey, we have a black um, purse available with this style. Do you want that? And you'll say, yep, I'll take that. Like you, you have to woo them. Right. Because their brands, they're all built on like exclusivity. So it's like, you know, oh, there's only 10 of these high, super high end things. Mm -hmm. But then they make, yeah. you know, just their generic stuff available to the general public, which mm -hmm. is what they make all of their money off of. Yep. Because, yeah, I mean, who the hell would, I mean, buying a purse for fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000, why the hell would you do that? My, fa my favorite is I saw a, a quote where there was, you know, some kid that was, you know, living with their parents or something like that. And they're like, you know, I bought this, you know, $3,000 Gucci belt. And their mom comments, yeah, you bought a $3,000 Gucci belt to hold up your $20 yep. Levi jeans. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's... That's where people's priorities are. Well, that's the thing. It's like when people do things like that where it's like, you know, I'm dressing in normal clothes, but then I've got a $500 watch. Mm -hmm. It just, it, the incongruity makes you look like you're trying too hard, I guess. Yeah. You don't look rich. You look like you just wasted $500 that you don't have. Right. And basically. then you're sleeping on your mattress on the floor. <laughs> exactly. Like, no, it doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Well, you guys just made a good point because I'm thinking how many people still wear a watch? I mean, not, I wear one of these exercise watches. Not many. Mm -hmm. So what are they going to do with all those very, very expensive watches? I think they Wonder still wear them. them as an accessory. Like, I think that's still very common. Oh, you know, it is. Okay. Men don't really have a lot of accessories. So a lot of times, like, no. that's their accessory. Yeah. Like, I, I like, there's certain things I do like. I probably fall on this more than most. I 
have bought bags that are expensive to me. Have I ever hit anything in the four digits? Never. Mm. Never even close. And I still think I buy, like, every four or five years, I'll buy a nice purse that I really want. Mm-hmm. But nothing like a Birkin, um, mm-hmm. right? So, and you're not like going to the bank, taking out a loan, no. so that way you can go buy. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, nothing is sacrificed <laughs> yeah. in these scenarios, and then they're used to death. Like I mm-hmm. buy, like I have, uh, I have a, a very basic Gucci bag that I love. I use it constantly. It's not like I'm taking it out for whatever, and yeah. I love it. I love it. I don't know why i just have this weird i love the print it reminds me of my grandma all these things like are attached to it and whatever i don't know some people buy expensive cars i don't care but like and and again i'm telling you mine i've never paid anything of relevant like there you probably have sweaters that are more expensive than my purses yeah, I mean, it's under. Now, are what about those expensive brands? And the one I throw out, but they have so many other things going. And I don't know the names of the really expensive watches. I, I have no idea. But like Cartier watches, they were yeah. pretty expensive, mm-hmm. weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they yep. are. Well, yeah. Do they still make those, or do yeah. they not even make them anymore? Yeah, yeah they still make still. them. Well, like, they do still make them. But Richard Milley is another very popular brand that's you know considered like a luxury brand. But, um, yeah, I mean, oh, people, okay. the watch community, that I don't feel like is ever going away. Because people will buy them and just, they never wear them. They just hold them because that's their, you know, retirement mm-hmm. yep. fun type of thing. Oh, so they'll just sell them later on. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, because watches tend to only appreciate. They have, but once demand goes down, they don't appreciate it yeah. anymore. So you have to be careful about that. But it's just jewelry now. It's not there to tell time. It's just jewelry. Exactly. Oh, yeah. They probably yeah, don't even makes- have... Well, what percentage of fancy watches use a battery? Or are they all hand-wound? I would assume I don't know, but most of them are hand-wound if they're like a luxury. I would assume. I don't, I've never worn or owned a fancy watch in my life, so I don't even know. I always wear a watch. And before, like I've, I just like having a watch on if it's, a, if it's the Apple one or a normal mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I got a Fitbit, which is a watch, but... Totally. But so it's like I will look towards my wrist, whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of times that people you'll ask them the time and they'll be wearing a watch as an accessory mm-hmm. and they'll look at their phone. And I that's know. how, you know, like, oh, my it's an ex- God, which yeah. is fine. It's like a bracelet. No, yeah. Like I wear bracelets. I wear necklaces. It's fine. Like especially guys, I always think like at least you got something. I don't know. Like if, if that's what you want. If you don't, that's fine, too. But do they still appreciate and value? For the most mm. part. They do? Okay. Because, yeah. I mean, it's like well, a, smart it's like, watches or regular watches? Because smart watches regular. absolutely do not. No, oh, yeah, no. But, like, if you have some diamond-crusted watch, right. like, mm-hmm. it's still going to hold its value pretty well. Yeah. Well, that's good. But it's probably not gaining value as years go by. It might be. It depends. Yeah, it, de- it depends, yeah, what brand and how, how many of them there are. That makes sense. Do you, could you guys do me a favor and put, a like, a value on Kristen Burt? Ooh. Ooh. I think she'd be so. You remember those Amex commercials where it'd be like tickets to the game, twenty dollars. She'd be at the end where it's like priceless. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she'd be priceless. Yeah. Yep. Thank okay. You. When we come back from this break, we'll talk to the priceless one herself. This is the Tom Bernard Show. 
Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life, Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. That's 952-Zero-Res. They clean your home with their electrolyzed pH-elevated water that doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at $129, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by $75, too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 952-Zero-Res, backward or forward, it spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero Res Carpet. You have all helped support MyPillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with great deals on his most popular products. Right now, you can save 50% on Queen and King pillows and the original My Slippers, and the MyPillow six pack bath towel sets are back in stock. The proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. Set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98. And for a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code TOM. That's a 50% savings. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That is just $39.99 for a set. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code TOM for this special and many more. Guys, if you want to reignite your intimacy once and for all, listen. Just give Twin Cities Premier Health a call for a discreet and confidential in-office evaluation by their highly trained staff of medical professionals. Acoustic wave therapy sessions are 25 to 30-minute treatments with no pain, no downtime afterward. And right now, Twin Cities Premier Health is offering a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. Receive this $800 value when you use code word TOM at TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. You may know that age-related erectile dysfunction is most commonly caused by a buildup of plaque in the arteries that supply blood to the erectile tissue. Acoustic wave therapy can rescue your relationship and has been clinically proven to break up plaque. Definitely take advantage of this limited-time special offer. Receive a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. This is a savings of $800 when you use code word TOM at TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. Be sure to use promo code TOM so we get credit for sending you. I wouldn't recommend a service like this unless I knew they could help you. TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Uncle Tommy, what do you think of that action? Kristen Burt now joins us, ladies and gentlemen, ready to, to, to just reveal to us the magnificence of being in Hollywood before Christmas. Hmm. Which is not very Christmassy. It's weird oh, to be, when you yeah. live on in, in snow your whole life, yep. and then you spend your first Christmas in California, <laughs> you're like, what is this? You're in flip-flops and a tank top. I'm used to it now, 
But that first year, I was I was actually a little homesick. <laughs> well, they still doll up Rodeo Drive and all that, don't they? They do. In fact, I was there on Thursday night, and it looked beautiful. Um, it just has a different feeling, I think, because I came from New York City straight into Los Angeles, where New yeah. York is steeped in like holiday tradition, whether it's oh, yeah. the Rockefeller Tree or the Radio yeah. City Show, New York City Ballet's Nutcracker. Like out here, there aren't a lot of traditions. They're trying. And that's why I was in Beverly Hills on Thursday night. I went to the opening night of Love Actually Live, which I think was its fourth or fifth year there. They're trying to like start traditions. We have a new ballet company that's doing Nutcracker. So hopefully within a decade, we'll kind of have traditions here. Well, what's interesting about that, and you know, I don't know if this is, this is the situation or not, but you would think with such a large Spanish population, they would do blow Christmas up. Wouldn't you would think, think so. I, I just think that that California is such a transient state. So yeah. many people are not from here and they go they leave for the holidays. Like when you um, like if you're here for Thanksgiving or you stay for Christmas, there's no traffic because literally everyone jetted out of LAX as soon as they could and went to wherever they're from. Oh, yeah, I suppose that doesn't make sense. So they just yeah, I often wonder about that. And about 30 years ago, they offered me the morning show at KLOS. I wonder you think I would have ever fit into that market? Uh, you could have. I think you could have. I mean, John and Ken have done it on KFI. And yeah. there is like, yeah. And I mean, they fit in. They do very well. Mark and Brian did well. I mean, Mark and Brian did well, right? Mark and Brian did well. Yeah, we've had a lot mm. of like really good um, teams over the years. I mean, Ryan Seacrest is still on the air here, too. God, is he really? He is. He's not even Although a lot of his segments are pre-taped now. So it's like, yeah. I think like he does like maybe an hour or two live and then the other two hours are completely taped. So. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. hey, whatever works. But yeah, so so not a lot of, because you're right. In New York, you're going to know when it's Christmas time. I will tell you that. It's like Christmas threw up everywhere. It's fabulous. Um, it is, yep. Yeah. And I, I kind of, I kind of missed that last year. I was in, I was at, in New York city right around this time. And I just did like a massive, like speed tour just to see all of my favorite spots, like ran through Macy's to see, you know, all of their decorations and then like ran to Rockefeller and, and you've got to run through Rockefeller. Cause otherwise you'll get yeah. caught up in the crowds, yep. Saks Fifth Avenue lights, Tiffany's. It's just, it's also beautiful. I always feel like Christmas in New York is so magical. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, Catherine, uh, Catherine and I lived there for a few years and then found out Andy was coming. So we moved back to Minnesota because I, I could not see raising a kid at 20th Street and 2nd Avenue. That was not a good place to raise a baby. <laughs> you know, some people do it very successfully. I think it takes yeah, a certain yeah. mindset. Um, I, I have a friend who has raised two kids in New York City and they're super savvy. And, you know, they've grown up yeah. with like. Their backyard is Central Park and the Natural History Museum. But I also see them, you know, slogging through the snow with the stroller when the kids were little. It's it's tough, you know, and mm -hmm. you have to navigate like what school they're going to go to. It's not just like you go to the school down the street. It's it's right. It's an adventure. I've been back in years. I got to get back one of these days. But God, they've closed down my favorite restaurant, the Gramercy Hotel. They closed down. I mean, there's. The deli's gone, the Carnegie deli's gone, but that's been gone for years and years. Mm -hmm. But all of those wonderful touch points that there were in New York City, hardly any of them are there anymore. Yeah, it's, we've had the same thing happen here in, in Los Angeles. Um, I just think like the last few years have been tough uh, with the pandemic and then commercial rates 
on the rent just continued to rise yeah. and people couldn't yep. afford it anymore. And it's, it's tough when you see those, especially when they're neighborhood staples and they've been there for so long. I mean, I went to NYU. So for me, you know, the village is my, is my home. And to see a lot of those places gone, especially when you're a college student and they would get to know your name and you'd be there every morning yeah. buying your like yep. 50 cent bagel. Cause that's all you could afford. <laughs> and you know, they still would be happy with your 50 cents no matter what. So you got still got Musso and Franks, don't you? We still have Musso and Franks. I just was talking about that last night. We were talking about. Oh, you were. I was out to dinner with my with Bill, and we were just talking about certain restaurants that we missed that had closed down during the pandemic. And we said, "Oh, Musso and Franks is still there. That's one of the tradition traditional restaurants in Hollywood that still exists." Well, you can find Capitol Records guys there back in the day because it's not very far from Capitol Records Tower, and. Well, one of my favorite things ever about going to Musso and Frank's is we were walking in. Rod Stewart was being let out by two guys because he was so hammered he couldn't walk. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, that's, that's like, a nice touch. It's still a scene. That's the great. Like, the food's okay, but you're there for like yeah. the atmosphere and yep. the vibe and the company. It's really fun. Um, and we were at a restaurant last night that had been. It's a, it's a newer restaurant. And we were asking our waiter, like, what was here before? We totally forgot. And it had been a restaurant. And we were like, that's right. That's right. That had been there for decades. And that's where we got started on the conversation. So my favorite thing about going, hey, look, Boston, I love Boston, you know, North End and all the rest of it. But but each city, whether it's Chicago or Boston, Philadelphia, New York, you know, Los Angeles, you get on the list of all these places. Used to love San Francisco, but I don't think I could put up with the tent cities, you know, being everywhere. I don't know. I, I used to love going to San Francisco, no question about it. But well, you just don't go downtown. I mean, there's plenty of places yeah. to go and avoid it. So it's just, you know, the media is focusing on one neighborhood. It's the same thing with Los Angeles. It's like one yeah. neighborhood in particular that's you just don't want to go to right now until they figure out a way to you know, humanely find housing for people. I, they keep spending money on it, but you're like, just just let, let's let's clean this up so it's better for everybody. Yeah. Now, are you going to stay in Los Angeles for Christmas? You're going to go back to Boston? What are you going to do? Well, I don't have family in Boston. I mean, I have like oh, extended family, but my family all lives in Florida. Big shots. Big shots, yeah. My family's all in Florida now, but we're all, everyone's doing their own thing this year, so we're going to stay here. And I am going to rest and relax. It was a really busy year. So the thought of traveling across the country right now makes my skin crawl. <laughs> I understand that. I do understand that. No question about it. But yeah, you guys, you younger people on the show, get off your ass and get around this country. These cities in America are magnificent. I really have a hard time picking one that I just go, God, God, I'd never go there again. I mean, I, for now, I would avoid San Francisco because it would make me sad because I loved going there so much. Kath and I used to go every year, Yeah, you know, but so it'd be a little hard to take right now because of all the tent cities and all that stuff. But America's one hell of a country. You go from city to city and it's what we were talking about this morning, completely different as you go from city to city to city, which I love. I, I absolutely love that. Yeah. I'm ready to get back to New Orleans. That's one of my favorite oh, cities. Such a great city. Mm -hmm. Mrs. B's. I'm telling you, you ever be eating at di the diner, Mrs. B's? I have not. Is it good? It's phenomenal. It's um, I just the food, um, the atmosphere. There's mm -hmm. a really beautiful like art gallery scene, and I have a couple friends that work down there in that that air arena, and it's amazing. I just love it there. Well, I do too. And Tevin, how'd you get spend time down? Oh, well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you I've got, got family. Fam yeah, I've got family that lives down there, that's so right. it's always fun to go go down and check it out because it's such a just. A, I feel like it's a more relaxed way of living, and it's such a 
festive and happening area. Some parts not the greatest, but uh, overall, yeah. would highly recommend going to New Orleans. Well, I'll tell you, some of my favorite episodes of Cops are in New Orleans. There's no doubt about that. Sure <laughs> if you can find people stirring the pot down there. I loved it. I thought it was a wonderful place to go. Okay, uh, Tevin, uh, a couple of people have recommended I watch a show called, what's it called, Obliterated? Obliterated on Netflix. What do you think, Kristen? Obliterated. I have not watched Obliterated yet. It, well, you had a kitty she, on your lap right I there. just had a kitty. She's been in and out all morning. I don't know what's going on, but. No, Obliterated. We got our Christmas tree yesterday, and they're just, like, all over the place. They're excited. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so tell me about Obliterated. I haven't watched it yet. So it, it kind of gives like the boys or Gen V kind of vibe to it with some of their comedy and just the way that it's shot. But essentially it's a an elite group of CIA type government secret agents that thwart a nuclear bomb attack in Las Vegas. They party, celebrate because, hey, we just saved the world. And as they're all high on drugs and blackout drunk... They get a call from their boss, and he's like, oh, that wasn't the bomb. We actually still have to go find it. And then they lie and say, yeah, we're sober enough to go find it. And then the whole you know, eight episodes is them flying around Las Vegas while one of their uh, uh, teammates is passed out. They're like dragging him on an inflatable raft through the desert because he's passed out, and they're trying to essentially save Vegas from these terrorists. And it's very dark humor. Like the, okay. a lot of like very, very similar to Gen V or the boys. Well, yeah. And I love the Gen V sort of satirical tone to it. I yep. love that aspect of it. So, yeah, no, I think you would like it. And okay, so I got to run this by you because this might be a problem because I made a mistake. It wasn't a mistake, but it was very, very difficult. I watched the first episode. I think it's a four part series called 11 Minutes. You know about 11 Minutes? No, nope. I haven't heard of 11 Minutes. Yeah, it's uh, when the guy was up at Mandalay Bay and opened fire on a J- oh. concert. I don't know if I'd tell you to watch it. It is oh. really, it tears your heart out what this guy did. That, you know, I I was still up when, because, you know, we were on the West Coast. So the time mm-hmm. frame, I happened to be on Twitter and was watching it unfold live. Oh, God. And people were, you know, uploading video, of course. And I, I said to my husband, I'm like, there seems to be like a shooting in Las Vegas. And then you started realizing with the amount of tweets, I was like, no, this is massive. And mm-hmm. I had just worked at the Mandalay Bay maybe a month before. And I will never forget this. And it has nothing to do with the, the actual situation itself. But I just took a photo in that parking lot where it happened. Oh, like, God. Because it was such a beautiful, like, it was sunset. Mm-hmm. And, like, everything, you know, that had that gold shimmer on the, the building. And I looked at that and I was like, gosh, that is just so eerie. But what a devastating event for so many people. It was, you wouldn't believe, because it's live, it's real live footage. It's not just redone. It's not recreated. Yeah. It's the actual footage because everybody had the phones out and everybody had the cameras and all the rest of it. And they kept showing, you know, and you'd hear this pop, pop, pop like that. And then about 10 minutes later, you hear machine gun fire. Like there is no, and it, he must've fired. I don't know how many thousands of rounds he must've fired into that crowd. It was unbelievable. And if I'm correct, they never really found like a reason as to why he did it. Mm. Nope. Yeah, I was just going to ask you that because I don't think that Andy, you you, you agree they never did find no, a reason. Officially, why he did yeah, it. there is a, no official cause or motive. 
And there were a lot of weird mysteries. Like he had an ex-wife or an estranged wife. Like, I mean, they were just trying to like put the pieces together. And I just don't think that they were ever able to create like a thread. He didn't leave like a manifesto or no. something else like that. So which a lot of, you know, mass shooters usually do, or they leave yeah. traces online of you can sort of piece things together. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't remember cause I've only watched part one and there's three more. I don't know. Maybe I can watch one a month and give myself 30 days to get over it. What network is it on? Uh, Netflix. It's a Netflix. Okay. It's on Netflix. I, I, I shouldn't say for sure, but I'm pretty sure it was on Netflix, but it's just, well, there's one of the performers that appears on there. I don't know the guy. I don't know much about country music. Jason, uh, Jason Aldean. Aldean. Jason Aldean. This is a, not him, but another guy who appeared on the show. And he finds out later because at first they thought it was coming from several locations because there's just so much rapid fire going on. They thought it was coming from four or five different locations. Then they zeroed in on the fact it was from Mandalay Bay. And this performer finds out that his daughter and their baby, or excuse me, his wife and their baby are in the room right next to the guy. Mm, but they geez. haven't revealed yet. I don't think they ever made it out of there. Well, I he don't didn't think. kill anyone in the hotel. So, oh, didn't he? No. Are you sure about that, Andy? Because I didn't think he did. Fairly certain. And yeah, oh, yeah, I think that would have been a huge story. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. And but eleven they minutes have is on. Off that room too. Paramount yes. Plus for the listeners. Oh, it's on Paramount yeah. Plus. Okay, thank. Thank you. I'm glad you pointed that out because it's. I love Paramount Plus. By the way, they do a hell of a job. But you know, I hated to drag people down, but it, it's. It will impact you. There's no question about that because it's all real footage. There's no phony redone footage. It's all real. And you cannot believe that some psychopath would even do something like that. You know, is that one thing that television has done for us now that there's so much available and so much done that you're going to see things you don't really want to see? Yeah. Well, a lot of the docuseries. Yeah. I mean, and unfortunately, these major, major mass shootings become compelling docu-series unfortunately um and Mm -hmm. you know they're hard to watch and it's also hard to look away and you know Mm -hmm. i I think that also sort of falls into that like true crime genre which does so extremely well here in the u.s it's just sometimes you're just like i don't need to hear this story but i can't stop listening to this story Mm -hmm. um and but i feel like we haven't learned our lesson when it comes to mass shooters because it does keep on happening and it's always that like not it's not if it's when at this point. Yeah. It's going to happen again. You're absolutely right. And I don't, what did they have they ever discovered what drives people to do the mass shoot? You're going to massacre you know, tens, hundreds, thousands of people. You don't even know what would drive somebody to do something like that. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I, I always think like you go back to Columbine and you look at yeah. that situation because unfortunately those two it was Dylan and Eric. Those two have become unfortunately heroes to some of these mass shooters. Really? Mm-hmm. There's like some really strange hero worship that goes on with them and what they, I'm going to say this with air quotes, accomplished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, I agree with Whitney when, when she said that it's probably because their penis doesn't work. That's why they do it. I said it was small. <laughs> well, you said it was small. Oh, Both. Right. Okay. oh, God. You know what? It's like I, di- I can't even stomach that stuff. Oh. I used to be so callous and handle all that stuff. And I don't know, maybe it's the baby. Maybe it's just things in general. I mm-hmm. take, I just, 
it's too much for me, but I can do cults. Like I'll do docu-series oh, yeah. about cults. Well, I, I have been on such a cult vibe. I just watched Mother God, which is like love What's has one. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tom. It's a good one because Mother God. Yeah, the only person who dies, and they, this is not even a spoiler because it happens right away, you find out right away, is the leader who is Mother God. So you don't feel that bad about i know like it's still a person and like it's sad that she dies Mm. but like she was a woman who claims that she is god and it blows my mind just the amount of people who are like yep i'm in i would like to carry this carry this alcoholic literally around because her legs quit working (laughs) and i'm like i can't even get somebody to watch go-go like for free or casually and here these people carrying this woman around and she's drinking all day, smoking out of vape pens all day, but she's Mother God. And, oh, I just love a good cult. Yeah. Brittany, have you watched How to Become a Cult Leader on Netflix? No. Oh, you got to watch that. It's uh, like really? a four-part series, and it kind of breaks down what cult leaders do to gain power and money and all of that. And But it goes covers, I want to say, five or six different cults, but it's very, very interesting. You got to check that out. And then Kevin, Chris- you're... You're the one who watched, mentioned Twin Flame, and then I end up watching that Twin Flame. Mm-hmm. Uh, Escaping Twin Flames on yeah. Netflix. That, that was great. Yeah. I heard the Prime one's better. Everyone's been telling me the Prime one is better, but um, that's another one, Tom, where this cult leader just was like, you. it honestly, they were, they were the modern-day cowboys of Zoom. They were using Zoom before 2020, and I think that oh, really? is something that they need to brag about. But they used to have <laughs> online meetings, and he was it was so wild that every day they have to sign on it'd be like tom if you had us sign on and then you were just telling us how to live our lives and we were like okay yeah so and what's the name of it uh escaping, escaping twin, twin flames. flames there's a different one on amazon i think is better yeah but and uh again sim- because i can't handle people being murdered lately like this is my version of mm-hmm. yeah naughty because nobody in escaping twin flames dies so no that's good. they and i think um keep sweet pray and obey is the yeah. warren jeffs that one was also compelling on that was a hard one for me i watched it that was a hard one because there's child yeah rape. there's there's yeah exactly yeah. and there's child what rape child rape and child oh, marriage Jesus. and all that awful Jesus. stuff i know i'm sorry but and, it's true i just want to say i just wanted to give that Trigger warning anybody out there. Get away like, from me. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Kristen, we had I, a uh, list. I bawled. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, Chris, we had a listener message us over the weekend that was curious if there was, well, they want two things. They yelled at me because I didn't ask you about Gen V finale, if you've watched that yet. I did, okay, finally. Okay, perfect. So we can talk about that. But then they also wanted to know if there was a murder update from your neighborhood. Corey oh, was asking yeah. if there was any update. Yeah. a murder update. update. So... Here's the thing. They don't believe they are ever going to find the murderers, alleged murderers, mother and father-in-law. So it's a, he's, you know, he's been um, charged with the, what, the murder of his wife and then his mother and father-in-law. Mm-hmm. They found the wife's torso. That's it. Jesus. You know? and, but they have not found the parents and they haven't found their cars either, which is very strange. But they don't think that they're ever going to find his in-laws bodies because at this point they've probably been sent off to some you know they were placed in probably a dumpster and then taken out just the dump Uh, and they don't know where to look because he's not what is the name of this uh this is a real life murder happening in the san fernando valley and we talked about it yeah i know what you're talking about sure yeah yeah and his uh so 
I mean, and this is what's like crazy about the whole thing is that it's it's like they caught enough of it um, on ring cameras, but the actual act of once he drove away, they don't really know what happened to the other God, two really. bodies. Okay, yeah, there's going to be a problem today because Brittany and Alex are on together, but they're not in the same building, so they can't hang all over each I other. Hug. Very sad. <laughs> and air hug. What a disappointment. Especially after everyone here is talking about murder, Alex. We don't have no, we'll to, to. We don't get to hold each other me. like we would like to. Welcome to Murder Mondays. Murder. <laughs> We're going to kick your week off on the happiest note. Oh goody! Well, I was at a dance convention all weekend, so. My brain's kind of like fried. You <laughs> probably want to murder someone after being at a convention all weekend. Yeah, just out in the hallway. But somebody just sent me a text message going back to that that uh, uh, thing we we're talking about there, the, the cults and all that. There was a guy that Nexium cult. Yeah, that was a yeah. good one. He tried to tell everyone, convince everyone that his IQ was two seventy five. <laughs> Isn't Nexium like a diet pill? It's a PPI, it is, yeah. a heartburn PPI. drug. Okay. Yep. Okay. But also a cult. All right. Also a cult. <laughs> Perfect. But I, I didn't want to change the subject. I wanted to get that out that he, he thought his IQ was 275. I believe the highest IQ ever rated was on a woman, and it was like 225. Hell yeah, it yeah. was. Hell yeah, it was. Yeah, this guy um, had the women branded too. That one was really disturbing. Oh, That's a guy. Yeah, and they're really yeah. intelligent people. This one was because it was like people yeah. that were really trying to brand themselves and kind of grow in marketing world. And they go to these conventions and they're like, "I'm in." Yeah, it was originally like a market yourself kind of thing, and then somehow it turned into a cult. Very interesting. Really? Things do, you know. Yeah, it was like a success. Just... Like, yeah, it's like a self-help seminar kind of thing. And then it was like, hey, come on Listen. over. My brand's in the oven. Listen, I am married And I got a to... lot of play because Allison Mack, uh, yep. who was on, I think it was Smallville, she was a member oh, of yeah. Nexium. And it was trying to recruit other actresses into the cult. It's crazy. God, that's so amazing that people fall for that stuff. Yeah. Grown people sleeping mm -hmm. in, like, the room on the floor of the leader's bedroom and, like, vying for those spots. One bad night of me sleeping on the floor, I'd be like, I'm out of this call. I can't. Right. I'm so if you told sorry. me to sleep on the floor, I'd be like, no, I'm good. No. Well, there was a yeah, it... Minnesota cult that was based around karate. And the leader, <laughs> yeah, I knew a guy. He was oh. like, he was like, I almost got recruited into this cult. He's like, I, me and my son joined these karate classes. And yeah. he was like, at one point, they wanted me to call the leader. I forget what his name was. But he was like, said that he was sent. From you know, by God to defeat of course. another God, and he was like, yeah. As you learn all these karate moves, at one point they're like, "All right, well now are you gonna like you have to call this guy Jesus?" And are you sure like, you weren't yeah, just watching Dragon Ball Z? No, there was there's <laughs> look, there's a I'm gonna hold on. Let me look it up. Karate. To add to Tevin's point, this happens in Hollywood a lot around acting classes oh, where I, the acting oh, teacher, like God, becomes a guru, and oftentimes it's a male acting teacher winds up sleeping with a lot of his students it, this happens more often than you would ever believe yeah i could see that happening in an improv class for sure because a lot of lost people end up in improv <laughs> yeah. oh, chung, -mu, yeah. chung mu kwan was oh, the God. name of the person and yeah there's a guy his name was russell that was in it and he writes he has a movie and like a book about it where he was in this cult for karate tom why does it seem like a minnesota cult just isn't 
possible. I don't know what it is about Minnesotans. I just don't see us. You can't be a passive aggressive cult. Mm, that's <laughs> just true. Can't, like a. <laughs> It's a very good you point. Should, you're not good enough to be in this cult. I'm sorry. It's a very, very good point. No question. Now, we only got a couple more minutes with Kristen. So I want, I found something out, and I don't know if it's true, but it, I would have to guess that it is. Because I used to love, well, I've always loved Henry Winkler. We've had him on a million times. He's the nicest guy in the world. <clears throat> so sweet. Just a very sweet, nice man. And another guy that I loved was Richard Belzer. He's no longer with us, unfortunately. But Richard used to come into studio once in a while. Loved him too. I never knew those guys were cousins. Did you know I didn't that? I know that either. No. Andy, would you look that up? Because somebody sent me something that said that Richard Belzer and Henry Winkler were cousins. I had no idea that was the case. Uh, do you think they maybe misspoke? Uh, no, it's correct. They were really cousins. Wow. Huh? Yeah. Sure. I were. had no idea. You're talking about two guys, completely different kinds of, uh-oh, Tevin's got a look on his face like he found something. Okay, sorry. Okay. This is not about what you're talking about, but I just typed in Minnesota cults. And There's then, a few? Well, yeah. Well, one was, uh, let's see, they where they call it, it was a Minnesota cult. The leader called the girls Brides of Christ and that he was Christ. Sure. And then, so he had to sacrifice. It was in Christian camp in Pine County, Minnesota. But I was like scanning through oh, it, and they're taking a quote from this girl, and it starts out with, I remembered. I remember Bernard well, and so uh -oh. I was like, oh, this, uh -oh. Tom, do you have something you would like to? Oh, this is not good. Okay, I do have to bring it up, Dad. We do have to acknowledge that there. One thing that does hit Minnesota hard are MLMs. Uh, oh man, like Utah's yes. another one. I'll say Utah's huge. We get those a lot, Tom. Where some, like a friend of yours from high school, messaged me all of a sudden, and be like. Hey girl, I'm having a leggings party. Do you yeah. want to come? Gosh. And I'm like, what do you mean a leggings party? Like I, I have full <clears throat> availability to buy leggings, but it's kind of like the pampered chef parties, but they're Tupperware parties, they're pyramid yeah. schemes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Are they all fake. They're no, real, like fake. but they're a real ripoff. <clears throat> like you pay like a hundred dollars to go buy one pair of leggings just because this person had appetizers there, and you feel peer pressured, mm -hmm. and then you're all of a sudden selling leggings because you've decided like I'm a I'm a boss bitch who can make money while my kids take a nap. Like that's in the upline. You got to be in the upline. And oh my gosh, I have, it's a mess. I have one close friend that was in an MLM for a long time, and she yeah. would like try to get me in her MLM, and I did. had You're to pretend. Big catch. I had to pretend <laughs> to be extremely cheap. I was like, you know what? I just don't like spending afford... money on anything. I can't afford it. I just can't. And like, we're still very close, but I still, whenever mm. I'm with her, I'm like, I have to pretend I'm super cheap around her because that who was needs... my whole excuse to not <laughs> join her MLM. Who needs leggings when you have strips of burlap? There you go. Exactly. What, so what does MLM stand for? Multi-level multi marketing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, multi-level marketing. Yeah, pyramid yeah. scheme. Pyramid <laughs> <laughs> Levels yeah. of the pyramid. Yeah, I guess Amway is a huge one in Utah and for like younger couples. And I know somebody that was in it. And I guess like the... Doterra. The, uh... Oh, yeah. Doterra is a big one. But I guess like yeah. the person, like the top person at Amway has like diamonds encrusted in their floor of their house. Sure. Like they're loaded yeah. because they have they just all of these people. It's like young couples out of like just out of college. I guess they target them like intensely. That's amazing. I know. All right. Kristen asked to go and take another nap. Jealous. That's right. I have no work to do. None. <laughs> you have nothing to do. Nothing to do on a Monday. <laughs> we'll talk See to you tomorrow, tomorrow, sister. Thanks. I will take a break. Be right back. Wrap things up. Uh, here, this is the headline.
we're going to go after after the break. You ready? Oh, God. Listening to Taylor Swift can apparently save your life. <gasps> Brittany. Brittany. If I never hear the word be... Taylor Swift again, it'll be too soon. <laughs> Andy, Andy, grow up. I'm Andy. done. It's the I'm response. no longer a Swifty. I'm a Swift don't. Swiftless. Right. I'm Swiftless. We'll be right back. You're losing me by Taylor Swift can apparently save your life. We'll find out how that is next. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so he made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. Before you head back to one of the big box stores for your hunting and shooting needs this season, do yourself a favor and visit my choice, K&L Surplus and Ammo in Lino Lakes. Not only does K&L have one of the widest selections of firearms and ammo in the Twin Cities, they also do business the right way. They want to make sure that you have the right firearm and the right ammo for your needs. Jim, the owner, has over 25 years of experience in the business and will help you find what you need at a fair price. Speaking of prices, a lot of stores are using inflation and supply shortages as an excuse to raise prices on ammunition. Not K&L. Jim's doing everything to hold the line on pricing so you can spend more time on the range. Find out for yourself why K&L Surplus and Ammo has been the choice of gun owners for over 25 years. Go in and chat with Jim in person at the store on Lake Drive and Lina Lakes or online at klgunstore.com klgunstore.com Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take Personal Care Dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We'll do it. We'll get it done. No question. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Taylor Swift and Beyonce's music is good for the heart in more ways than one. Swift's You're Losing Me and Beyonce's Virgo's Groove both have the right tempo for hands-only CPR and could be heart-saving, according to recent tweets by the American Heart Association. I don't know if a song called You're Losing Me is a great CPR (laughs) song, though. Um. They used to say, so I used to teach CPR. Staying alive, and there was right? Two yeah. For the military, yeah. And mm-hmm. they used to say there's two songs that will save your life. And you use it if you're an optimist or a pessimist. And another one bites the dust oh, is the one yeah. you would use as a pessimist. <laughs> and then staying alive is the one you use as an optimist. Yes, that's what they told me when we took an infant and child CPR class when I was pregnant with Fawn. And they were like, just sing staying alive. Yep. <laughs> it's like. That's okay. that what that's what they all say. It's about 100 BPM, yeah. which is yeah. the ideal CPR daily. There's a lot of things well, like that that you're told as kids that you just go into adulthood like I'm probably gonna have to give somebody CPR. Or I'm oh, need yeah. to stop, drop, and stop drop and roll. Stop, stop drop, drop and roll. roll. Yeah, that was 100 percent. The, the one. amount of times I thought that I would be on fire in my life and need to use yeah. that. Oh yeah. We were told that zero. we must have been told it a hundred times during our childhood. If you're ever on fire, it's like, have you ever, have you, have you ever even seen anyone on fire yeah. before? Yeah, so this is before, cause I have not, um, you know, vape pens exploding and phones exploding in people's pockets. Right, yeah. Yeah, or the true. toilet seat. From oh yeah. If your yeah. toilet seat ever sets you on fire, stop drop and roll. exploding or just jump in the bath, I guess. I well, And I feel like even if I did start on fire, I would like, you know, well, just like, how, yeah. how often like, are you I like completely like, immolated head to toe? I wouldn't think like I need to stop dropping yeah. roll right now. I would just be like, I'm going to take care of wherever the fire is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that it depends really on the point. source of fire, I suppose. Yeah, you're not just it's like you have the verbalized thing memorized, but not the muscle memory. So, in no. conclusion, <clears throat> we need to get children to actually stop drop and roll i'm gonna start teaching fawn that start spraying them with like um red silly string you're on fire stop Mm -hmm. drop and roll oh my gosh well we do we've done fire drills in our house but it's like we actually we don't and they say like don't just talk about it actually do like what i mean obviously we're not gonna put the fire ladder out the window or anything but it's like put an alarm on Make them get out of their bed, say it's yeah. the middle of the night, like kind of things. They're like, mm. just talking about it is not going to help them yep. know what to do in this situation. Mm-hmm. It's like you have the muscle memory and the like, oh, yes, I've done this before type of thing helps. Do you so, guys have yeah. a fire ladder? We, we had just, one. We have a fire ladder in each of the kids' bedrooms. Yeah, when it, we were kids, we had, because we were on the second floor, and it's like, you know, it's what like happens a, if the door, you know, collapses <laughs> or something? You're trapped so, in your room. Yeah, because like Sage is. Out of both of his windows, he's fully two stories up. Like there's nothing yep. that mm-hmm. you could jump onto. No action. And dive so it's out like this. Window. It's this compact thing, and then when you put it out the window, you pull this tab, and it. We and had, we had uh, the daycare. I love our daycare, but the one thing they did, they sent us a message when Gogo was like <clears throat> eight months old. They're like, just want you to know, infant two room got out of the room in this much time, and I was like. Well, you're picking them up. I don't know. Yeah, why. like you're, you're patting yeah. yourself on the back. Yeah, like. You're like, you carried those kids just in time. <laughs> All right, that is going to do it for a Monday. We'll be back in just about uh, four or five minutes, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. The family shows up next.